Welcome to MPT Podcast. This is Pastor Tim Wilbanks. We pray that this Word of God will bless your life and ministry increase God's blessing upon you. Amen. And I got to have that. I got to have that. I say I want to thank last week, weekend we had a phenomenal time with Brother David Smith and um, a great time of fellowship, celebration July the 4th. We had a wonderful time out here. All of us had a great time, fireworks show. It was just a marvelous time this week and then Wednesday night. But uh, some of us got to go here, Brother Mark Morgan at Brother Harmon's on the Thursday night leadership, and he preached Friday night. He'll be preaching our apostolic conference in Jackson, Madison. Our church sponsors that conference. Next month, it'll be in Madison, and we're our guys, a bunch of us will be going. Uh, but he'll be there, and I mean, I'm telling you, I'm excited about going to that conference. Every year I go and glean from it, I hear a word from the Lord, and get encouraged. And it's just a we we fly, we fly 150 home missionary families in America. We fly them there. The whole families, the kids and all, to be at that conference, to put put things into them that they need, encouragement and faith and prayer. And so I'm looking forward to going there and being part of that. Got some good news, man. I'm telling you, I'm excited for the rest of the year. In September, Dr. Hughes will be here, family weekend, phenomenal man of God, is he not? He'll be here October, our anniversary, Sam Memory will be in the house. My God, it's a preaching dude, man. Then I'm excited. I'm excited to end the year in December with Brother Greg Goggin. That's a preaching machine. He will be here in December. And some of you, I know you don't know him like I do, and some of you, it's like going shopping at different places, eating at different good restaurants. And, and I, I'm trying to tell you, Every year we take the church pledges for the year. I try to get quality men in here to, that, 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 that you pay your good money for. And when, when I get these men in here, they ain't something you stay home on. I don't know where you get that. It, it, these guys are phenomenal guys. Great men of God. Amen. Great, great men of God. And I, I, I'm very proud to bring them here to you and and I'm telling you, the good word of this church has been spread. I don't know you. I don't think you heard me. You don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Brother Jody will tell you. Brother Jody will tell you at conference, they got their great men coming up and said, I need to come to Militant. Is that right, Brother Jody? Because they hear about it from Brother Sam Emery, Wayne Huntley. They hear about it from David Smith and these guys. They hear about it. But I, I want you to say, I want to thank this church for having the spirit you have for revival. You're a phenomenal people, are they not? Me and my wife's been around a lot of folks. Y'all got it. Deuteronomy 28, I, I mean, getting the word of the Lord. He's in the house. And it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. 
to observe to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken under the voice of the Lord thy God. Priest, this morning, by the help of the Almighty, my title of the day is this, Obedience versus Disobedience. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your mighty, mighty spirit and your anointing. Thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, for the worship of the people. Thank you for your healing. And thank you for your deliverance. We ask for your favor on this house today and thank you for all you're going to do ahead of time. We praise you in Jesus' name. Can you give God a praise? If you believe he can still do it, shout amen. amen. Give him a praise real loud. I feel him in the house. Remember those who are on vacation about three weeks, school will start back and everybody to get on the normal track. So good to have you here. Let's hear from the Lord. Are you ready? Shout amen. amen. You can be seated. In this chapter I read is a detail of the consequences of Israel. Moses tell them if they will obey or disobey the terms of the covenant that Moses was rehearsing to them that God had gave them. If you heard me, shout amen. This chapter has two main parts. Two main parts. One describes the good fortune that will come upon those of Israel who obeys the law of God Almighty. The other tells and describes that, the, that what will ensure them when disobedience comes upon their life. You see, for their obedience, God promises, hear me church, God promises them abundance, abundant crops, abundant food, human and animal fertility, wealth surplus, economic and military success if they will obey the word of my covenant. That is the product of being obedient to the word of God Almighty is this. Blessings shall come upon thee to change the very aura of your life, it will change the atmosphere and the quality of your life, how you live, by being obedient to God's word. You see, being obedient to God's word manifests God himself looking at your life and pronouncing blessings on it. Thou art blessed. He tells, he tells that the aura of disobedience of Israel on their life. He said, you will suffer droughts. You will have diseases, crop failure, economic collapse, defeat in war, oppression, famine, and exile. This is what will come upon your life when you disobey my word. But those who obey it, he promises and it shall come to pass if thou will hearken diligently Unto the voice of the Lord God. Saint of God today in this room. It is your choice 
how much God blesses your life. Other day, God began to speak to me about this revelation. And it's simple, but it's this in the Word. Matthew 13 and 8. Jesus said, it's like the sower, the person, man, who throws the seed out. But after it fall into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. You see, saint of God, the determining factor it talks about is the ground. The ground is the heart where the seed is sowed. The determining factor how much our life is blessed comes from how that we're willing to receive the word of God and obey the word of God. The determining factor is the ground. Your heart, when it receives the word, what God gives you in the heart through the word that brought forth fruit, yet some brought forth more because they retained more than others retained it. You hear me today. Some are phenomenal worshipers. Some are great praisers, but they have no prayer life. Some know how to pray, but they don't know how to worship and they don't know how to give. But you see today, saint of God, whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Hear me today. One is good in praying, but he may not be good in giving and worship. So the determining factor, how our life is blessed, a 30-fold, 60-fold, and a 100-fold, is how much we allow the Word of God to fall in this heart and how much we're allowed to obey the Word of God. It ain't the devil that determines how much you're blessed. It's you that determines how much my life is blessed today. Come on now. How many knows everybody in this house has an opportunity today to turn your life around, to change the very aura of your life, to change the destination of your life by your obedience. If I was you today hearing this word, I'd say the day is going to start. I'm here to tell you, I'm ready to move to 60-fold. I'm ready to move to 100-fold. Show me some word, Pastor, where I can take it and I can grow out of where I'm at. I want to be 100-fold. Anybody in the house want to be a hundredfold? Anybody want your house to be a hundredfold? Your marriage, your life, your spiritual life. Come on, your family. Anybody in the house? See, Second Kings 5, Lord takes me as I shared it with Brother Morgan the other day. Brother David the other day, David Smith. Second Kings 5. Naaman hear me now, was a captain of the king of Syria. The Bible said he was a great man and an honorable man. I said he was a great man and an honorable man. You would think, man, he's got it all. But because by what the Lord had given him deliverance over unto Syria by his hand, he was a mighty man in leadership, mighty man in valor, yet he was a leopard. He had leprosy. He was strong and mighty 
is a mighty man, yet he had leprosy. He was afflicted with a disease. He was 30-fold. He wasn't 100-fold. I said he was 30-fold. He wasn't 100-fold. You hear me now. Remember, an honorable man, he was still afflicted physically, but there was a young girl who worked with his wife, who captured a slave girl, that went to her, Naaman's wife, and said, Ma'am, if you would tell the Lord, if he would go to Samaria, there's a prophet down there that will pray for him and he could get a healing. She tells Naaman, there's a prophet that could give you healing down in Samaria. He goes, you know, it's good sometime when God sends you a word. But sometimes we're so stinking stubborn and set in our ways that you say, I ain't going to do it. I don't care how I'm going to. I don't care how it works out. But he said, wait a minute. Something in Naaman said, hold on. I'm willing to go give it a try. Gets in his chariot, gets approval from the king, heads down to Samaria, and the Bible said, you hear me now. You better hear me. Naaman takes an advice from a young girl to go get his miracle. You hear me? Naaman takes the advice. Why don't you take the advice today from God how to move from 30-fold to 100-fold? I know, I know this ain't faith for some because when you're talking about obedience, some said, I'm old enough. You ain't got to tell me what to do. I know it all anyway. I'm here to tell you now. I seek for wisdom all the time. I seek for direction all the time. I want to know if I need to do better, if I need to straighten stuff out because I want God divine favor on my life. Anybody want to be blessed? Anybody want to be blessed? Anybody? You hear me now? She tells him, he goes. The reason some will not pass 30-fold. They refuse to take the advice of how to make a change. They refuse. There's a book called where to sit at a table. And it's my fault if you don't know this. But years ago I found out I've eaten with some great men of God. I've always eaten with Brother Guy. I've eaten with Brother Merle Ewan's house. I've eaten with Wayne, Brother Wayne Huntley, Sam Memory. Eat with great men of God. But some of us are so caught up in our stinking past of, 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 of just stupid stuff in the past, that if it don't work out, you need to seek for a change. Sit there, I don't care. I'm here to tell you now, there's a secret how to move up in the ministry. There's a secret. Years ago, the old prophet taught me, he said, son, when you go in and eat with great men of God, and you even, if I call you and go say, save me a table, you don't go at the table and sit at the head of the table. You go at the end of the table and sit at the end of the table. He said it's giving respect and honor to the men of God. 
Now, some of you are going to go in, well, bless God, ain't going to tell me where to sit. That's why you're still 34. He said, you give honor to the bishops and give honor to the great men. Everyone I went into, when I walked in Brother Merle Ewan's house, he sat, Brother Scott, at the head of the table. Before anybody sat down, he said, Brother Wilbank, son, you come and sit by me. It ain't that when we got men here, you see, I, I said the other day, I said, I need to get this book. Because when you go save, save a table or you got a place for eat for a man of God like them or me or any other man, great man of God, you don't go in and sit at the head of the table. My mom even knew this. Oh, here, I don't like that. See, that's your problem. That's why you're going to be broke, busted, and only preach one time in 10 years. I'm, yeah, I'm coming. You got to know where to sit at the table. Did I like it at the time, Brother Scott? I said, this is crazy. But I learned it's respect and honor. And as I started honoring great men of God and started respecting them, I seen I got respect and honor back. Come on. It ain't just, oh, it's a table. It's the act of what you're doing that causes a blessing on your life. When you come to my mama's house, my mama would say, you sit here, son. My mom would always say, son, you're sitting at the head of the table because you're the pastor. Let me sit here, mom. No, you're sitting at the head of the table. Brother Guy sitting there. Brother One sitting there. You got to know where to sit. I don't know about you, but if changing chairs edify my life, bless God. Let me go to the end of the table. Come on, somebody. Anybody willing to say, hey, if I go to the end of the table, I'm willing to go? I know two of my boys in this church knows it. It's Brother Cody and Brother Jody. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. See, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, I feel it. I'll say, well, I want to. That's why you ain't going nowhere. 34. I want to be 104. I want to be blessed. If I got to sit at the end of the table, bless God, I'll go. To have room for great men of God. Hear me. Naaman takes the advice. Somebody shout, takes the advice of a young lady to go get his miracle. Why don't you take advice today to go get your hundredfold and move from a thirtyfold? Is anybody, my God, I feel my help now. Is anybody in the house looking for that hundredfold? Tell me, tell me, God, how to get my hundredfold in my life. See, he goes to Elisha's door. He goes to Elisha's door. Sends a messenger to the door. Elisha don't go. Sends a messenger to the door to meet Naaman. Naaman is expecting who? Elisha. I'm expecting the man of God. He's going to come. That's who they sent me to. It don't matter if I don't preach and I send Brother David with the word, why are you grumbling and complaining? I send him with the word. Yeah. 
You better know where to sit at the table. So from now on, boys, when I send you to set a table for a man of God, don't be have your hiney all up in the front. You better move it to back and set your kids at another table. Here we go. We'll find out if you want to be blessed. Elijah, David said, hold on. I didn't ask for the servant. He said, the man of God said, if you go down to Jordan and dip seven times. Come on, folks. Some of our flat, see, some of our flat, I don't like what I'm hearing. I'm going to tell you what Brother David Smith said. I don't care how good of a drummer you are, bass player, guitar you are, you don't own it. I don't own this pulpit. It belongs to God. But I'm here to tell you, I can't take this church to a hundredfold if I'm still sitting at a thirtyfold and not willing to do to get a hundredfold. I don't care how good you are. You may have this. You better watch out, Brother Scott. Don't run with people who gets their attitude and a cocky spirit that they're better than everybody in the church, better than every preacher in here because we're all equal. i tell you what makes us more blessed, Brother Jerry, is how obedient we are to the Word of God. We're all the same. We're all equal to God. We're all His children. Well, I'm better than they are. That's what Satan said. That's why I got his hiney kicked out of heaven with a third of the angels. That's spirits of the devil. That's spirits of the devil. Elijah Naaman said, do I have to go down there and dip? Turns his mule around, takes off down to Jordan, and begins to complain to his servant. I don't know why he asked me to go down there and dip. Can I ask you something? If God asks you to bow your head at an altar and confess your sins to him, that he would fill you with the Holy Ghost, you wouldn't call that stupid. You'd say, yes, sir, that works. It may be immature to some people, but bowing your head on an altar and confessing your sins, I have sinned, I've done wrong. It moves you from a 30-fold to a 100-fold. He fills you with the Holy Ghost, forgives you of your sin. Come on now, I'm tired of shit, come on. Yeah, he's talked to me, talked to me a lot. But you hear me, he said, I, I, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go deep. How many want to bow the hundredfold? The messenger tells Naaman, the word that would give him, well, Jim, that give him a healing, that would give him a breakthrough. Come on, it may sound stupid to you. I've had Brother God to tell me to do things that some of you'd curl your nose up at. But he told, Brother David Smith sat in the office last Sunday, and I called him. I, I'm accountable to him. And brother, he shoots it straight, gun barrel straight. He don't play around with you. That's why some, well, I don't like coming to hear him. I'm going to plan. I ain't going to come. You, 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 that's how foolish you are. I don't care. God used a donkey one time to send a word. You may think he's a donkey, but God will use him to send you a word. So you're going to tell God, I don't like that man, so I ain't going. Well, God said, I gave him a word to give you a breakthrough and a healing, so if you don't go, you're going to stay the same. I'm here to tell you. 
I'm here to tell you, if Sister Lynn's preaching tonight, I'm coming to hear her because she, oh, she gonna give me a word from God. Problem is, you know what's the problem is, Brother Jerry? Tell you the problem. Some of you ain't been raised like these boys have around me. Hear this. I don't want to go dip. I've been there. Have you? God, I don't want to go tell them I love them. I'll confess. I don't want to confess I love them. I want you to, I want you to knock them in the head. But the Lord said, I'm telling you, if you're going to be a hundredfold, you're going to love them and you're going to pray for them. Am I making sense? You can stay at 30-fold, but I don't want to stay there. I want to do what God tells me to get to the hundredfold. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share something in a minute that I didn't know the other day I was studying and God spoke to me. But you hear me now. He said, go wash in the Jordan seven times, and, and, and the flesh, thy flesh shall come again unto thee and shall be clean. Obedience to God's word, saint of God, manifest God's divine blessing on your life. As soon as you're obedient this morning with your tithes and your offering, oh, I ain't got that revelation yet. Yes, you have. The revelation is your flesh don't want to give it up. But the revelation is as soon, as soon as I put Brother Eddie my tithe in that, what happens? Your obedience is manifested to God. And God says, I will open the windows of heaven Will he not? Brother Mike, will he not? Brother Jim Wilbanks, will he not? When Brother Jim had both, both shoulders broke, making, drawing a check, $65 a week in unemployment. $7 was in that tide envelope every week. He'll tell you, you're crazy if you don't play it. You know what it is? It's a protection plan. God ain't going to lie to you, is he, Brother Atkins? God ain't going to fail you. God's going to say, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. The blessings of God will be pronounced on your life when you give your tithes and offering. God ain't going to lie to you. He goes down. He finally dips. Comes up whole. I'd be looking for a way today to get, a, get blessed. Joshua walked around the wall seven times. He walks around it seven times. What happens? The wall falls. Be careful of those who you put around you has a disobedient spirit. You better be careful of those who you get around and talk. You go ahead and talk about, uh, uh, well, about Brother Jerry. You talk about Brother Atkins. Y'all, we're better than he is. We're better truck driving, Brother Jerry. I'd be fooled to say that. I'd back over everything in the car and the lot out there. Tell me to back it up, you better have insurance. Because I'm going to tear everything apart. Now, Brother Jerry, he's smooth with it. Like Brother Jim Whitman, he's smooth with it. Cut every corner. Because he knows they got experience. Do you hear me now? But you better be careful about folks. 
Well, I'm better musician. She says, well, I could tell her what to do. She listen. Well, you ain't the head. You ain't been chose. You ain't the anointed one. I like to play some of that nose picking music. Go, go to, go to, uh, go to the mountains. I like it every once in a while, but that ain't where it's gonna be here. I'm just gonna tell that devil he can go back to hell where he come from. He ain't gonna start no junk around here with that spirit. You hear me right now? I said, you hear me right now? I said, do you hear me right now? You gonna stay thirtyfold and never be a hundredfold? telling you now. We had a miracle happen two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, Eric was dying. We thought he was gone. But a mama with faith and a church that had faith with her, that's where I want to go. I want to move from 30-fold to 100-fold and see miracles happen. I ain't got time where you're bickering and you're fussing about we're... Me and Jesus ain't stupid. You hear me now? The human will. I said it Wednesday night, last two Wednesday nights. Hear me. Listen to me. The will, the human will, don't want to be told what to do. Your obedience comes by submitting to the Spirit of God. Now here I'm fixing walk in the Holy Ghost. Feel the gifts. I've been teaching the last two Wednesday nights. When you got the Holy Ghost, God gave you his spirit, hear me, to have a relationship with him in intimacy. You ready? The more praying in the spirit you are with God, you become intimate with God. In becoming intimate with God, the offspring of that revelation, Brother Eddie, of praying in the Holy Ghost that with the Spirit of God having fellowship and relationship with Him produces the fruit of the Spirit. The more you pray in the Holy Ghost, the more love, joy, are y'all hearing me? Peace, long-suffering. The more you'll smile. Don't tell me you got a prayer life when you come in here like you sucked on lemons all week long. Because my Bible tells me that when you're praying in the Spirit and you have an intimate relationship with God, you get joy. You get peace. Brother Jim, you get faith. Brother Roy, you get long suffering. You get it all. Because that relationship breathes into your life and the product of it is the offspring of what you had with God. But see, you don't backslide overnight. You don't backslide, be here tomorrow and look like a devil tomorrow. It's a process of time. The problem is, you come here and say you're praying. You fake praying. You can fake worship. You can fake coming to church here. But you ain't going to tell me that you had a prayer life when you backslide tomorrow, quit. Because it's been a process. That's been telling me that you ain't been going to praying with God. You've been letting your self-will control yourself. You've been letting your self-will have its way. But when you let the Holy Ghost have its way, and you have its way every day in your life, it's going to produce some love and joy and peace. 
Come on, folks. Love, it's going to produce it. It's going to come out of you. You hear me now? You listen to me now? The product of an intimate relationship is love, joy, peace, kindness, long-suffering. Did you know the Spirit of Christ was obedient to the cross? How many of us want to be obedient to all of this? None of us. Our will does not. But the more we pray, come on in, our spirit helps us to be submissive to what we're praying for. Come on. I'm fixing to speak something in the Holy Ghost. You hear me now. You keep praying. For what you need, it will come to pass. If you'll keep praying, it's you stay intimate with God. Your healing's gonna come. Your prayer, come on, your deliverance is gonna come. Your blessing's gonna come. Stay praying with God. Uh, Naaman's, let me hurry, Naaman's servants. Anybody hearing anything? Naaman's servant said, if the prophet bid you to go and he said, a great thing will happen. I, I, I'm telling you, son, a great thing will happen if you're obedient. How many has ever been down to nothing, but you've been obedient, God brought you out? How many has come in here and you feel like all hell's won the battle? You've been down in the spirit. You couldn't even force an amen, but you come anyway, lifted your tired, weary battle hands in the spirit brother Roy you stood up with all hell seemed like a clenching on your body and you lifted your voice and you gave a sacrificial woo, a sacrificial praise and said hallelujah and all hell let go because God saw your sacrifice Somebody ought to do it right now. Somebody ought to give a sacrificial of praise. Somebody ought to say, hey! Let it go, let it go. There it is, there it is, there it is. Blessings, blessings are products of obedience. Blessings are product of obedience. My dad always told me, he said, watch a preacher how they sit in the service, how they worship. That's how they preach. And I watch you. Then I watch you when you preach. You want us to cut cut cart for you. If you ain't up worshiping with other preachers, I'm gonna start tacking myself to the pew. Come on, come on, folks. You hang on. Your pastor's going. I know where I'm going. Blessings are the product of obedience. If you desire and need the blessings of God on your life and your family, spiritual life, health, and wealth. I would be looking today, where can I be obedient? God calls Abram to take Isaac to Mount Moriah, take him there, to offer him as a sacrifice. Abram takes Isaac with wood and fire, goes a three-day journey. After Abram lays Isaac up on the altar, 
and they'll be obedient to God's word. This is when the blessings of God was pronounced on his life. After his sacrifice, his obedience changed the very aura of his life. How many knows you can change the aura of your life? As a young man, when I grew up in church, my dad taught me, do everything you can for the church. And God will bless you. Now, you, I've told it before, but I'm going to tell it again. Because I can. I remember as a young man, I was the drummer in the church. A pastor come by one night, flicked me on the ear, and said, your hair's too long. It was just on the top of my ears. Hair's too long. You ain't playing drums till you get it cut. Now, I didn't go to my dad and mom. I want to quit church. I want to go home. I want to go to, I don't want to, I don't want to do this no more. I didn't do that. I said, yes, sir. I went and got Brother Barnes' sister, Cindy. Went and got Brother Rich's sister, Vanessa. I said, let's go to, let's go to class. What are we doing? Come on. I went in there and sat down in one of them little kitty chairs. I said, cut my hair. What? I said, cut my hair. They got some of them little uh, class scissors. They dull. Woo. That hurt. And man, they cut in each side. They cut it way up here. I look retarded. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I look goofy. Please forgive me. I look goofy. They cut it way up here. And I went out and I said, Pastor, son, he looked at me. He started grinning. Tears started flowing down his face. He said, such a submissive spirit you have. And he touched his heart. I saw an opportunity that I could be. You know why I'm here? I believe because I did that. Because I was obedient. I didn't have an attitude. I didn't get cocky. I didn't get, I know better than you. I ain't going to do it. I don't care what you say. Uh-uh. I was obedient. My dad said, if you'll stay obedient, son, God will edify your life. I can tell you right now. I can tell Brother Jody to shave his head. He already has. I can tell Brother Cody, dye your head red. It's already red. I can tell him. You know what them boys would tell me? Yes, sir. Give me just a moment. They have that spirit about them, have that attitude about them. Come on. We got to be obedient to the man of God. It was Who did Naaman go to? A prophet. He went to a prophet to get a word. Come on. The Bible said Abram, I got to read this. When Abram offered up Isaac to the Lord, Genesis 22, 16. Look at what happened, saint of God. He said, and said, by myself I've sworn, God said. As soon as he laid him on the altar, and the angel said, ho, 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 don't harm him. Don't you harm him. Don't you harm him. Immediately, somebody shout immediately. Immediately when he was obedient to the word of God. By myself I sworn, saith the Lord, because thou have done this thing, and hath not withheld thy son, thy only son, because you've done it, that in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven and the sand upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. You hear this, Brother Jim? And in thy seed, Heloboshata, shall the nations of the earth be blessed because I've obeyed my voice. I feel the Holy Ghost, man, when I say this. He went, he went from barren 
to be a multi-millionaire father. You didn't hear me. He went from being barren to have a billionaire family. I'm here to tell you, God's looking for somebody in the room today. If you'll just be obedient, he'll move you from 30-fold to 60-fold to 100-fold. How many wants to reach that 100-fold today? I want to change where I'm at. Sister Wilbanks, come. I'm not going to finish. (laughs) At that moment, saying to God, you can change your spiritual, physical, and financial dynamics today by staying obedient to God's word. In 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15. 1 Samuel 15. God sent Samuel to tell Saul Go down and kill all the Amalekites. Kill the father, the mother, the kids, the every animal. Kill it all. Samuel just gave a word to him. Is anybody here? Where did the word come from? A prophet too from God. Where's this word coming from? I guess nobody, I guess from a series of robot catalog today. Where's this word coming from I'm preaching? Everybody say from God. Some of you don't even believe it. You don't believe it. You're cursed. You're cursed from the head to your foot today. Your house is cursed. I'm going to ask again. Where's this word come from today? He said, go kill it all. He leaves. Saul takes his army down. When he gets to the battle, his men seize the good sheep and the goats and stuff. Say, ho, 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 we can use it as sacrifice. That ain't what God said. He spared King Agag to bring him back. Samuel's away. God goes to Samuel and says, Samuel, Saul's displeased me. What? It broke his heart. He goes and he meets Saul. And Saul tries to goody-goody shoe with him. And he said, no, 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 no. I'll come. You did wrong. You did wrong. And Samuel said, now you get this, you, you, you can't, oh, here we go, you can't blame everything you do bad on everybody else. You got to take responsibility. Man, I, I'm stirring it up, but I, I, I walked off in this wall's nest. Don't preach to these boys about living for God when you disrespect the house of God yourself. Now, I ain't been looking around, but some of us play games literally why you can look at these babies. Well, you need to preach to them boys and girls. You need to straighten up too in the church. Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey. He didn't say you didn't have to. He said, but right now it's better than sacrifice. And to hearken unto the fat of the rams. He said, for rebellion, when you rebel, 
When you rebel, it's the spirit of witchcraft. I don't care how much you got to hold on. The spirit of witchcraft's hold of you. And stubbornness. Oh, we go, oh, Jesus. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. So don't judge the brother over here who says some cuss words when you got an attitude of stubbornness. You so stinking stubborn, you can't be told what to do. That's what he said. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and he hath also rejected thee from king. Being rebellious puts a spirit of witchcraft on you. And stubbornness, come on. Stubbornness is the spirit of iniquity. You're a sinner. Come on. Come on. Oh, it's, let, me, let me walk a little further. But in studying this, the Lord brought something to me. Listen to this. God removed the kingship from Saul. He didn't curse him to be lost. He said, I take the kingship from it. You better watch out when God entrusts you with something. When you don't cherish it and take care of it, there will be a day he can take it from you. But you can be saved. But what he gave you to take care of, he said, uh-uh, you don't respect it. You don't honor it. So I'm going to take this from you and give it to you. He said, matter of fact, he's already on the road looking for another king. You hear me now, obedience versus disobedience. I'm here to tell you now, I'm here to tell you now, you can move from a 30-fold to a 100-fold by your obedience. He's here right now. I said the Lord's here right now. Oh, you feel conviction is what you feel. You feel conviction. Yeah, you feel conviction. But I ain't having that spirit around here. You hear me? You haven't. Ooh. Been here too long from some little serpent to try to rise up. Better be, watch out who you hang with because they can cause you to follow the wrong way. Saul blamed it on his men. But it was Saul that God come to told him not to do it. You hear me? You, you hear me today? Obedience brings a hundredfold. After Naaman obeyed the prophet, he went from thirtyfold, now he's whole a hundredfold. I want to be a hundredfold. I was at because of time closing. Years ago, praying on my knees, because down there they're going to have you on your knees. You just well as wear knee pads. They're going to have you praying all the time. You're going to be repenting all the time, crying all the time. It's good for your soul. They wrench your soul out. The Lord said, 
But the guy hadn't got there yet. He said, call Brother Guy and give him $1,000. At that time, that was going to hurt me, hurt me and my wife. I said, Lord. And I kept praying. And the Lord said, call him, give him $1,000. Did my flesh want to? No. I got up, walked outside the conference with a guy. Hey, son, what's up? He called me, boy. Hey, boy. I said, hey, say, you on your way? Yes, sir. He said, I just got through preaching, and I'll, I'll be there this evening. I said, but guy, the Lord spoke to me and told me to give you $1,000. He started talking in tongues. He said, because thou have heard the voice of the Lord, and thou have been obedient to him, what thou have given to the prophet shall be given back a hundredfold. He said, you don't know it, but God did. The preacher I just got through preaching for wrote me a thousand dollars and his check bounced. The church can't pay it. That's what I was coming to because the time on. He said, the Lord said, I'm going to send it to you before you get here. Being obedient. God's been good to me. Been good to my wife. Been good to us. God's talking to someone in this room. And I'm going to say it again. This ain't my message. Let me tell you what this does. It tells if you really trust him. But Eddie, has he ever failed you when you give to him? Never. Sister Deborah, has he ever failed you? Brother Roy, Sister Pat, he's always provided. Brother Jimbo, I know. We know some stories, don't we? We can tell. We can tell the sacrifices we gave him. Has he ever, has he ever, Brother Davis, has he ever failed you? But Keith, this is a protection plan, is it not? I know, I'm just about Brother Keith, but Keith said, man, Pastor, here's me. I pay my tithes, it's going to be tough. But I know because of your faith, he provided it. God's talking to somebody. Yeah, I feel him. You don't mind, close your eyes. Bow your head, lift your heart. Whatever you want to do. He's talking to somebody. While you're sitting there, I want you to search out a way you can be obedient. Look at yourself. How can I expand myself from 30-fold to 100-fold? You know, God will talk to you. You don't need to seek for no other word, no other prophet needs to come in here. You, you talk to the Lord. He can talk to you.
Salmo. Brother Guy always built my faith. Him and Sister Guy was going down the road one day and he saw this boat. He turned around and said, well, laid hand on it and said, but God said, this is what me and Sister Guy would need to have a little pleasure and fun, relief from the road. If it's your will, God, for us to get it, I want you to, I'm going to buy it within 10 days. It'll be paid for. He bought and he worked it out and priced it in and bought it. In 10 days, a great lady of God is friends with Brother Guy, Sister Guy, but God didn't even tell her she bought it. She called and said, the Lord, while she's in prayer, the Lord spoke to her. He said, Brother Guy, have you bought something recently? He said, why? Why are you asking? He said, because the Lord, I was in prayer, and the Lord told me to write you a check for $18,000 for something. He said, when did you pray this? I prayed it this morning. The Lord spoke. And he, him and Sister Guy started rejoicing, and the Lord paid for it. And let me tell you about this woman. Her family, from, I, I, I can call her name. She knows me and my wife very well. She sends me messages all the time. God multi-million blessed them because there's obedient. Obedience will move you, church. Let's stand to our feet. If the Lord has breathed in your spirit this morning, He's talked to you about something that you can move your life. If you will, and be honest to God, step out of your pew, come to the front of the throne, and tell God, I know what it is. I know what I got to do. I'm going to be like Naaman, God. My flesh is going to fight me, but I know if I'm obedient, I'll move from being 30-fold to 100-fold. I want you to tell him today. You tell him. Just you and Jesus. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself, Naaman. Do it for your household. Do it for your, your life, your family. Do it. Come on, do it. Do it. Do it for him. Oh, God. Yeah. Yes, God. Yes, God. Do it, Lord. I offer it, Lord. I offer it, Lord. I give my praise to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We pray today that this word has blessed you, ministered to the needs of your life. Until next time, God bless you.